Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's edition of the Chapter by Chapter podcast for Children of Dune. I am your host, Will. I am Children of Steve. He's Children of Steve. We're talking to multiple Steves today. We got Steve 1. Hello. Steve 2. Hi. (laughs) Children of Dune. All right, Steve, we have a chapter introduction. Challenge. Have you seen the preacher? Response. I have seen a sandworm. (laughs) Challenge. What about the sandworm? Response. (laughs) It gives us the air we breathe. Challenge. Then why do we destroy its land? Response. Because Shai Halud. Parentheses. Sandworm defied. End parentheses. Deified. Shut up. Orders it. From the Riddles of Arrakis by Hark Al-Ada. Hark Al-Ada. For a second there, while you were reading it, I thought you were going to go into, uh, you remind me of a man. What man? Old man with a sandworm? What sandworm? I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You don't know that song? It was on the Scooby-Doo soundtrack when I was a kid. (laughs) (laughs) That's my first CD. uh, David Bowie? Uh, Singing David Bowie from the Labyrinth? No. Well, maybe it's from Labyrinth. I haven't seen Labyrinth, and I know nah. I you can you can yell at me for that. No, it's okay. You know, it's whatever. <laughs> there was like, a, yeah, there was like a song about a voodoo man. You remind me of a man. What man? Oh, the man with the power. What power? Oh, the power of the voodoo. What voodoo? It sounds very similar to David Bowie's song. It might be a remind me of the babe. What babe? Mm. Uh, babe of the power of the voodoo. Who do you do? Something like that. Oh, it might be. It might be babe. It might be that's the lyric. And I've just always thought it was a, a man when I was a kid. Because I haven't heard that song yeah. since I was well, like ten. This is a really good. This is good. <laughs> this is great. This is great content. All right, chapter two, everybody. Uh, this is an interesting one when it comes down to the points game. Because I was reading through this. And honestly, it comes down to two different things here. Uh, yeah, there's definitely not a lot of points up in the air here. No, but there are. This is, a um, this is you know, siblings. This is sibling squabbles. The swip, sibling right? squabbles. Uh, but there are a couple points to, to, talk, to be had here, and we'll get to them. So this whole chapter here is uh, the morning routine for Leto, Two, and Ganima getting up on the day that their grandmother, Lady Jessica, coming to visit them. Yep. Coming all it's a snow day. Yeah. It's a sand day. <laughs> it's a sand right? day. So no school today. They don't need school anyways because they're smarter than everyone. Everybody. But Literally everybody. Still have to go and keep up appearances. Uh, but today it's a sand day. So first things first is that it's very clear that these kids do not act like kids. I mean, we've known this with Aaliyah since back, back in Dune 1. Uh, but like Leto 2 is a bit of a scoundrel. Like he's hitting on Hera like immediately. He's like, yeah, oh, I'd make you so a wife, Her- Hera. <laughs> yeah, he's coming in hot. <laughs> yeah. And someone needs to talk to him. Someone needs to sit that boy down and explain, you know, just basic respect. But uh, he doesn't have uh, who, why is Hera not in our draft? That's, you know, what's going on? Good question. Why is that character that it's up in the air? Good question. Uh, you forget about her? I, forget about, I forgot about her, too. Nah. I believe this might be the only scene we have with her. It's tough because I just watch. I've just been watching the the Star Wars 
Ahsoka. I said the uh, Star Wars Ahsoka, but you know, that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. And there's a character on there named Hera who's got green tentacles coming off the back of her head. So it's hard for me to now read Hera and not have green tentacles shooting out of her face. I mean, you could probably get away. You can call it a, smi- a spice mutation. You know, she takes too much spice. I like it. Already it's working. Yeah. But I only got enough room for one Hera in my brain. <laughs> a lot of tentacles. <laughs> Yeah, so Hera comes in and she is doing her kind of like servantly duties. She's helping them get dressed. She's telling them how they look. They are wearing these like fancy like uh, green and I think black, green and gray capes. Uh, and they're like, "Is this too fancy?" And first, yeah, it definitely is. I, first but... of all, yes, a cape is too fancy yeah. for any occasion. But when you're royal, unless you're fighting crime, if you're fighting crime, it's a different story. I don't know. Because then it's not a fancy thing. Then it's utility. I think we got to test this. I'm going to start wearing a cape at different functions and see see what, what, what kind of looks I get when I walk in the room. I think superheroes have shown us that in crime fighting, a cape is very beneficial in a lot of ways. Yeah, it can get caught on things, whatnot, but you need a quick, you need a quick release button, right? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's like some people's capes are doing all sorts of things. Some people's capes deflect bullets, right? So it's one guy's cape that can make a roast beef. I I know where you're going with this, but I'm talking about capes. I'm, no, I'm, I'm at the end. <laughs> I'm talking about capes in, the, in in a fashion sense. Like, do you think I can get away with a cape in a boardroom meeting? Like like that Seinfeld episode with the guy who wears a cape. There's a Seinfeld episode with a guy who wears a cape? Yeah. The maestro, I believe his name is. Oh. He's one of Kramer's friends. He just wears a cape all the time. And then people are like, I saw Kramer walking with a guy in a cape. I do. I do kind of. I do kind of remember this episode now. <laughs> okay, so all right, there's precedent for it. So I might be able to get away with wearing a cape if I just did it all the time. But if I just showed up tomorrow wearing a cape to the office, people are going to have questions. But I do have a new D and D group that's starting on uh, on Friday. So, well, yeah, it's expected to wear a cape to that. That I can I can wear a cape to that. So. Sounds sounds like there's some there's some leeway here. Um, you don't have a cape. I can get one. You don't own a single cape. I can get one. Well, get one. I can. Okay. I want to see more capes. Every time we record, I think you should be caped up. <laughs> have an inexplicable cape, cape uh, collection. That'd be kind of cool. Uh, so. Well, this conversation explains it pretty well. We can just point them at that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So we have uh, another thing here is that Hera serves them breakfast. They have a breakfast bowl, which I thought was a very- now, these are eat These are points. Yes. What do you think? What do you think is the points here? Eats. Yes. So uh, Eats. that's my character <laughs> here. My, my two characters. Aaliyah presumably also ate. Well, we don't see her eat. And I think that's where the line has to be drawn. I don't know. Because every like then everybody eats every single day. But Aaliyah's there with them. She doesn't show up until a, a little bit late. You know what? Fuck it. You're right. I'm going to give you the point. She prepared it. She probably had a little snack, a little taste. I'm going to give you a point. And then I'm going to give myself one point for both of them eating. I think that's only fair. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. So they have a little breakfast bowl. They get dressed. Uh, they talk to Hera. They're like, am I too fancy? And she's like, no. And they're like, what's Aaliyah dressed like? And she's like, I got to go. I can't talk to, talk to you about Aaliyah. I don't want to... I don't want, I, I don't want to buy. So she leaves. And then that leaves us with Ganima and Leto 
hanging out, kind of discussing about, kind of discussing what's going to go on in the next few chapters here. So one, we got Jessica showing up. Two, uh, Aaliyah's on edge uh, because Jessica has rejoined the Benny Gesserit and we all know how Benny Gesserit sees Aaliyah. They see her as abomination. And bad news. There are, they, the kids are also seeing signs of abomination in Aaliyah. So do you know what abomination is? Did you mean to kind of like relay it, that kind of information? He's that guy from the Hulk, right? Yeah. So Hulk, she's no. going to get real big, <laughs> turn into Tim Roth. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and she's going to start fucking shit up. No. Uh, so abomination. Obviously, we know that she's taking the spice trance at birth. And what happens when you take the spice or the, uh, the spice overdose, or I can't remember exactly what it is. Uh, when that happens, obviously, we know that it gives you access to all your f- past selves memories and like experiences and everything like that. Uh, yes. But when you do it so young. The problem is you haven't developed your own personality yet to prevent those yeah. past personalities from infecting your current personality. And they pretty much say, maybe not in maybe not in exact words, but they pretty much say like, yeah, it has a tendency to create a bunch of douchebags. Yeah, so it, may, it could make you once they're adults, they kind of are giant douches. Yeah, you have to go full douchebag first before you can take the spice trance, and then you can get all the other douchebag memories, and then you're. Back, and then you can control the douchebag memories. Now they start talking about this a little bit. Now I wonder if this is a point for me in terms of philosophical terms. What do you, how so? What do you mean? Because when they start talking about abomination, they're like, "Why do you think we haven't turned into abomination or haven't shown, shown the signs of abomination?" They're like, "Well, it's possible that our past selves are like a Paul and Cheney are protecting us from those personalities without us knowing." Do you think that falls into the philosophical terms points? Are you saying that their parents classify as their past selves? Uh, Paul and Chaney are their past selves of Leto and Gamina? Yes. Like they're, it's their past memories. They're, 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 those are memories they can a- access. So they have access yeah, to their But this memories. isn't a past self. This isn't a past self situation. This isn't the wheel of time. Uh, okay. I misspoke. It's, it's ancestors. Uh, yeah. I misspoke. Uh, then ancestors then. I mean the That's same thing. That's a big misspoke. Well, I mean the same thing. We don't have a bunch of Rans, Luz, Theron, Telemons up in here. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> but do you think that falls into the category of philosophical talk? Uh, this is why I don't like this. This is why I don't like this one. And I, I stand by it and I think it should be abolished. Because there's going to be too many times like this. Okay. Where... Where it's up for question. Okay. Because everything in Dune is has a philosophical nature okay. to it. So it's going to just constantly be coming up. Right. Okay. I hear you. I hear you. So I'm going to give myself a point. We should get rid of it and replace it with like every time a character puts a hat on. I'm going to give myself a point. <laughs> and we're going to come back to it next episode. This is illegal. <laughs> I want the hat rule. Hat. Gurney's puts probably going to wear a lot of hats. hats. Can't wait. Okay, I'm, Every time a character puts a hat on their head, they get a point. Right, I'm not going to give myself a point then. You can have this point. It's fine. All right, I'm going to give myself a point. Call it a handicap. I'm going to give myself a point. Make it, make it a little bit interesting. Uh, but you're right. I do agree. This might get a little out of hand when it comes to the philosophical talk, and there might be way too much going around. So that's this. Yeah, it's going to be constant. This, so we should replace it with hats. Replace it with hats? Okay. I'm going I'm to replace it with hats for now. Until we think of something better. 
We'll come back to that. Yeah. Well, you know what? Maybe hats is our uh, replacement rule stand in for when we have to replace rules when they suck. Yeah. Put a hat on. Put a hat on. (laughs) Okay. And then we have Aaliyah coming in. And Aaliyah, Aaliyah is coming in red hot. Eating breakfast as she walks. And this is how I know that she did eat. But that's that's fine. We can move on to the next part. So uh, she's coming in ripping hot. She's ripping hot. She is not in a good mood. Uh, and they, as they're like talking with the, uh, as they are talking with her, uh, Leto and Ganima, they they know that something's up with Aaliyah and how she and how and the abomination. Well, they can so tell at this showing. point. They know they know each other well, and she clearly is starting to look like Tim Roth. Yeah. So. That's a dead giveaway. And she's also a little bit scared right now. They she's trying not to show it, but they but Leto and Ganima know that she's a little bit scared. And there's a couple of things there's a couple of things going on here that she can't. Because be she of. knows the actual true potential of these abomination babies over here. She knows that. She has Jessica on her ass. And then she also has this guy called the Preacher running around the desert telling bad things about Aaliyah and and already like uh Leto or Aaliyah, I think Aaliyah or not, ah, so many goddamn names. I think Ganima. You gotta slow down. You gotta slow down. <laughs> Pump the brakes. I think Ganima. There you go. Thanks. Ganima. That the preacher is their father. Well, Paul. And then so that the preacher would be Paul, but it isn't the stranger Paul, I think. Unless that's the same that's person. That's the same person. You just, I just mis- <laughs> did you get that I wrong? Got that wrong. <laughs> God damn it, Will. You gave me a character that's not even in the book. I meant the same thing. Well, it's completely different. When I read this book, when I read this chapter and I saw the preacher, I wasn't like, oh, there's my character. I was like, where's the stranger? I don't know who the preacher is. Yeah, no, I'm, it must not be anyone. Well, you got to gotta read between the lines with me, man. There's a lot of lines, especially when it's due. Nah, man. It's all lines. I'm, I'm an abstract person. You're not. <laughs> You're as cookie cutter, two-dimensional, line, sand-based human as it gets. It was an innocent mistake. It was outrageous. <laughs> well, I think that's it for chapter two. <laughs> <laughs> well, they start talking about like the spice trance and should they go through the spice trance and it might be too dangerous for them to go through the spice trance. And they don't want to go through the spice trance just yet because Aaliyah went through the spice trance in the in the previous book and look at what happened to her. Say spice trance again. Spice trance. Say it! Spice trance. Spice trance. Spice trance. <laughs> Spice trance. Already two chapters in, I'm finding myself in a little bit of a spice trance. Yeah. If you know what I mean. No, this is great. This is great. This is exactly what I want. It puts us in kind of like a... Puts us in a... Spice trance. What? <laughs> <laughs> yep. There it is. That's chapter two, everybody. <laughs> this is a little bit more of a talk here, but that's that's it. It's a short and sweet chapter. And this is a long and sweet episode. Yeah, it is. it's not that long. Thank you for listening. Check us out on the social medias at Chapter by Chapter Podcast. And we will see you back here tomorrow for Chapter 3 of Children of Doom.
This show is brought to you by Patreon. A big shout out, a big thank you to our executive producers who support us at a higher tier. Big Cheese Daddy, Hilder, and the Corn. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you too would like to join, head on over to patreon.com slash chapter by chapter podcast.